You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on this great community radio station. 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We have an exciting show for you today. Of course, we've got the results from all around Australia and some country clubs in Victoria. We also have the winning man, Mr. Reno Keisha, who won the WPF Federation race from Mildura on the weekend. We've got a great interview with him. And much more happening here on Pigeon Radio Australia this morning. So stay tuned, sit back, relax and listen to the next two hours of a great Racing Pigeon Radio show here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. to introduce everybody here that's listening to this program this morning, the Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese Falcon... Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. (laughs) 
Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara. How are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, my friend. Good morning, Gavin. I'm good. And good morning to all the listeners. And good morning to everybody around the world. And I will find out how you went on the weekend after we introduced this character. Folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Mr. Joe Angelino. Good morning, Ivan, and good morning, Tony. How are we, guys? And good morning to the listeners. Good yeah. morning, Joe. Geez, uh, let me say, mate, we've got another jam-packed show. We've got, uh, uh, yeah... Great interviews. We've got some, a uh, lot of uh, we've got correspondence. It. We've got it all jam-packed, it's mate. Happening, jam-packed. Happening. Yes, we have got and it happening. And the school teacher gave you an F this week. F, F, F. I won't say what I <laughs> want to say, F, but, uh, yeah, didn't have a really good result. Great returns, but, uh, yeah. What happened? You got 14 and 14. Both you and your missus got 14 and 14. Well, I showed you the video. Did you <laughs> see the video? Yeah. We had about, oh, about eight birds or so. We were on a drive. Well, you saw that, Tony. I counted I reckon he's the 13 there. Okay, well, they, they did that. <laughs> Don the drop and they went in straight away and yeah they scanned exactly the same time seconds and everything so yeah they got equal 14th mm. a couple of years ago happened the same thing with the vpo when i got first fed and and uh k got first as well same thing birds and i had it all on camera as well mm. so you see them coming home and they well, landed on the camera pad. now I'm yes camera yes I'm copying you no not copying me that's great that's good <laughs> when you toss the pigeons mate yeah, you can watch them come home it's amazing camera. you know if you should get one of them cameras then you wouldn't mm. get so many fines when he's driving back from the toss and you know who and you can the travel a... man, your neighbour. Oh, your neighbour. <laughs> yeah, true. I, 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 150 kilometres down the road. He reckons you do. He yeah. reckons you fly. He goes, geez, I can't keep up with him. Yeah. And Ivan, <laughs> Ivan, you can have a have a look at the falcon having a go at your birds too. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Or, a cat, or a cat, whatever. That's a good idea. The cameras so are I really good. there in my car yeah. and watch a cat or a falcon have a go at my birds <laughs> and absolutely won't be able to do nothing about so it. So what happened? So what happened? with you, Mr. Fonte? How come uh, I didn't see your name on the results? Because What's going on, I'll my friend? T- I'll tell you why. I had to go to the Springvale Croatian Club in Springvale Road in Brayside. Right. And I had to entertain more than 300 people. Awesome, awesome. And I was working and I made a lot of money and I'm very happy with well, it. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, <laughs> that's it. You've got to pay the bills. A job. Job's a job. I'm going to pay for the pigeons and then medication and everything when I go and sing. Oh, do you medicate? You've got to sing for your Do you medicate, Ivan? 
Yeah. Everybody medicates. <laughs> you have to. That's true. Tony, you medicate. Yeah, of course. People say they medicate. <laughs> anyway, Tony, what happened to you on Saturday, on Sunday? Yeah, Tony. Well, I wasn't home, as you, as you know. <laughs> Tony's yeah. my roadie. Yeah, Someone so, told me you were drinking rukia. Oh, <laughs> plenty, plenty of it. Jeez. Thanks. Anyway, what did you, what did you thanks, think? Thanks to your mum. Yeah, my mum. Thanks to, <laughs> hey, what did you think of the uh, Croatian club in Springvale? That's uh, a, uh, a n- nice place there. Yeah. And no, the people were uh, all right. They were a lot of people. A nice big hall. I no, said no. to him, I said, oh, I said, this is going to have about 300 people in here. I reckon today. that was around three uh, to 30 easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good day. You know, yeah, that's why I didn't race. I enjoyed it. That's the reason I didn't race. I didn't pike it. I didn't. I I did did say nothing coming home. But anyway, and she was there. Yeah, you got some birds. We we finished with half home. Mm. Half. So oh, that's all right. Uh, Anyway, it's better than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, last weekend it was uh, pretty uh, tough race, and you know what? It's going to make the birds for the future. What do you think of this weather, though? This weather. And Ivan, where we were, it was very bad. That wind and the sky was black as anything. All this one. If I have a break, you know, you got to play, and then you come down and Uh break something to eat or something. Yeah. All this one saying, have a look at this weather. Look at that wind. Can you see that wind? Look yeah. at the trees. The trees are bending over. Yeah, because then she dragged me around 11 o'clock, right? And she said to me, Dad, St. Albans, it's black as anything, mm. the sky. Yeah. And I said to him, gee, not many pigeons are going to come I mean, through you know, that. I'd hate to be a liberator yeah. with this weather. I well, tell you. you know what, talking about that, mm-hmm. uh, I take my head off to, you know, all everybody on the liberation committees and the liberators and they, you know, it's not an easy job. No. It's a stressful job. And, um, yeah, look. Sometimes you make mistakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but the, the weather can change very quickly. Yeah, it and can. there is it nothing can. the conveyor or whatever can do about. No, you can't. You, you're not. You can't. You're not God. Right. You can't control the weather. That's true. Yeah. All right. That's true. You know. That's and, how it is. And, and and the conveyor say ten case or twenty whatever in front of him. He can't say nothing. Well, with us last weekend, yeah. we yeah. Uh, we were, we were so, supposed to be a pretty pine and. Um, it yeah, was just really, again, really thick, the fog. And it was That's just good how yeah. you guys do that. Like, I know some people that race, they go, oh, you can't change the race schedule if it's written there. No, you you stick to you it. Have, you have that's, to change. That's, that's what happens uh, when you tip out. That, you do that, you tip out pigeons, and we don't want to do that. You know, you've got to look after the birds. So what we did, we, we decided to... We've done it a couple of times this year. We said we just uh, we went oh. to Bunaloo yeah. and a bit more out to the west, and uh, it was really good. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, good nice and yeah, good, and yeah. we had great returns again. Thank you to and Craig Warren. Now, can I ask you? Yeah. Do your members get upset when you change the position? No, no we actually get phone calls saying thank you very much, well done, yeah. good job. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. It's How really can good. they say anything when they get all their birds home? Yeah, say. Right. Well, like Touchwood, we've been, you know, yeah, doing had, pretty good, and like you've been judging it all right. Yeah. Right? Well, look, look, everyone makes mistakes. I like the fact that you can just move. You know, if there's no good in one spot, you move. Greater Melbourne have been doing that too. You have to, Ivan. Yeah. I have to. None. Of, I mean, back in the day, you know, they used to say, "Nah, rain, hail, shine, go up and let them up." Nah, no, no, no. You know what? You can't do it today. No. no Tony will tell you the story. Yeah, we've got a couple of minutes. Tony will yeah. tell you the story. 
when he was convoying for the VPO. Yeah. Tell him, Tony, what you did. Remember? That's what I used to do. When yeah. I spot and see bad weather, I used to ship the bears down. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You, got you, you have to. Uh, the pigeon's uh, if, first if, priority. Yeah. Why, why stay there three, four, five hours for what? That's right. And, and Yanni shifted great. one yeah. race. Yanni shifted, what, 20 k's or something? Yeah, yeah 20 it? k's, 30 k's, and uh, you'll have a race. And that makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah, it does. It makes a big difference, yeah. you know. So, uh, no, that's... Well, I mean, at, least, that. at least two federations are doing the right thing by its members. Mm. Yeah, well, you have to. You have to. You've got to, you got to do the right things. And, you know... Happy flyers are good flyers, and you know they're getting their returns, and we get to race the whole season, and that's what it's all about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. So, in saying that, let's move on. Let's get this show happening, yeah, and uh, right. please, everybody. You got any requests? So you don't have to pick a song. You pick a song. There you oh, go. I like. You know which song I liked? What? What? I liked <laughs> a lot of songs that you put on. Oh, but he's going to say uh, that's amore or something. That's amore. <laughs> no, no. That's oh, my God, jeez, requests. Oh, I don't know. Have you put me on a I like all the songs you put on. Yeah, I know I'm you I'm going to leave them to you. You pick one. Oh, no. Come on. Now. Did you hear the Three Amigos last that week? That was awesome. The Three, uh, the three <laughs> Amigos. Did you see how long they go for when they yeah, do that pitch? They do that. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Crikey. Yeah. But um, nah, I'll think of a song later and I'll tell you, Ivan. All right, all right no worries. you put me on the spot. <laughs> all right, no worries. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, I'll have to pick a song now because he doesn't know what to pick. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you after this Enjoy. on Pigeon Radio Australia. What a show we've got. Sun up in the sky, stormy weather. Yes, since my gal and I get together, keeps raining all the time. Life is bare, gloom and misery everywhere. Stormy weather, yes, just can't get my poor self together. Oh, I'm weary all the time, so weary all the time when she went away. Walked in and met me. If she stays away, old rocking chair is gonna get me. All I do is pray the Lord above will let me walk in the sun once more. And go on, everything I had is gone. Stormy weather, since my gal and I get together, keeps raining all the time. Keeps raining all the time. 
And for you on Pigeon Radio Australia, that was the jazz legend Louis Armstrong with a great standard and in keeping with the theme of everything that's happening with pigeon racing, a song called Stormy Weather here on Pigeon Radio Australia. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news. As well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your community radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars. Close your eyes and think about this. Imagine taking your child to school where all the other kids have access to textbooks, paper and pencils. But your child is only allowed to listen. Would you be okay with that? That's what it means to be blind. For every 100 books a sighted child can access, a blind child has access to less than five. Help put the world at the fingertips of vision-impaired kids. Donate now at brailhouse.org.au. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ.
there. It's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the original and only devoted Racing Pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. And you can catch us at pigeonmedia.com.au and catch the Southern FM website at southernfm.com.au. And now let's go over and uh, wrap around Australia with our weekly Racing Pigeon results. Pigeon Radio Australia's weekly Australian pigeon racing results. And yes, it's time for our weekly results here on Pigeon Radio Australia and we try to cover as many federations and combines in the country around Australia as we can. And if you're interested in announcing your results for your club or pigeon combine anywhere in Australia, please contact us here at Pigeon Radio Australia. You can contact us on this email address, info at pigeonmedia.com.au and we'll be happy to uh, get you on board to uh, give us the results of your federation, combine or club anywhere in Australia. And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the Horsham Homing Club correspondent and that's young Bryden McPhee. How are you, Bryden, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, g'day, everyone. Thanks for having me. Oh, no worries, mate. You're welcome all the time. So um, what days did you race this weekend? Um, so we were meant to race Orion on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting brought back because the weather was no good. Okay. So we ended up flying Orion on Sunday. Okay. Which were, yeah, so... Um, we had pretty good returns yep. and a pretty good fly, actually. Oh, so. good. Excellent. Um, 12th was Rod Overall. Yep. 11th, Billy Hardigan. 10th, Ernie Blanthorne. 9th, Ken Kerr. 8th, Dennis Smith. 7th, Robert Nelson. 6th, Brian Watts. 5th, Leonard. 4th, Alborn and James. 3rd, John Aisbert. 2nd, T. Brewer. 
And first was John Mosquito. Oh, Mr. Mosquito's now up there again, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, well, it, it didn't take him long, did it? No, the wind must have been his favourite late. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a little bit of a competition, that one. Yes, he is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, well, are you going to try and beat him or what? No, hopefully. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Good on you. All right, is that it for the results from Horsham? Yeah, that's it. All right, mate, thank you very much, and we'll catch up with you again next week, mate. No worries. All right, See thanks, guys. mate. See ya. See ya, buddy. Online all the time. Southernfm.com.au On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have our Victorian Pigeon Organisation correspondent, and that's Mr Paul Katsaitis. Hello, Paul, how are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. I'm Ivan. Good morning to you, Joe, Tony, and all your listeners. Good morning, Paul. G'day, Paul. How are you? I'm good, thank Uh, you. That's good, good, mate. What's happening at the Victorian Pigeon Organisation? Well, we... We're to have race from uh, Pretty Pine today, but uh, due to due to fog, and we decided to bring it back to Bunaloo, which is probably a really good decision. Um, yeah, so as far as I know, we had pretty good returns, and I can give you the, the first ten place getters if you like. Yeah, that'd be great, mate. Okay, so first place we had Giselle Lofts. Second place was Jared and and Karen Barry. Third place Lou Pelagora. Fourth place John Gallia. Fifth place BMRO. Sixth place Paul Burlack. Seventh place, Algin and Angela Alvarez. Eighth place, Gary Kellogen. Ninth place, Albert Putka. And tenth place, Ren Ingencio. That's correct. Yeah, very good. Well yeah. done, everybody. Well done. Well done to those blokes, yeah. yeah. And um, how would, how'd you go? Bit of a mixed bag. Well, I didn't do too well, did mate. You get an, did did you get an F like so, Joe Angelino here? He got an F today. No, no, I got a double F. Double F. Double Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it sorted them out today, but if you have a look at, at, at the results, I mean, it, it's a mixed bag from all over it. Yeah. So Moreland, Sunbury, Wyndham, Wallen, yeah, you're right. South Wallen, Moreland, Moreland, yeah, It goes Wyndham. all over the joint, yeah. Yeah, so I think it was, it was those a pretty good race. Strong westerlies, mate, pushed them right over. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But in saying that, um, Jared... Jared Barry's over in Sunbury, and uh, his bird must have split somewhere in, in Bendigo, mate. Mm. For him to clock at that time, he did really well. well yeah, that, that was a good pigeon, and so was, I think, uh, Louis Paragoras. That was a good pigeon. Oh, def- definitely. Yeah. Mm. No, it was yeah. good. Yeah, was good, good, good. Really good. Good on you, um, VPO. Yep. Anyway, no, we're going well. You looked after the pigeons anyway. Yeah. What's that? At least you looked after the birds. That's right. That's 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 the that's, that's the main thing. Prioritising. Yeah. Birds always come first. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We've had good feedback from um, you know members and stuff saying that you know we're doing well with our uh, you know liberation and everything and so and, and, and that's good and you can see in the results and the returns they've been great so yeah and I think so. You know, yeah. Touch wood. Hopefully we keep doing that. Yeah. No, yeah exactly. Keep it let's you let's bring on next week now. Yeah. No worries, mate. All right, All good. We'll, we'll catch up with you next week again, mate. Okay, cheers for now. See ya. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Listen to some music here on Pigeon Radio Australia, and I've picked a song. Uh, it's an old classic song. I know you're going to love this one. And it's uh, The Weather Girls with... Uh, a remake rendition of the great song Born to be Alive here on Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be back. 
After this, get your disco shoes on and let's move it. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding 
all racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramud stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Which cancer kills more adults under 40 than any other? Brain cancer. Brain cancer can hit you or someone you love like a bolt from the blue. Together, we're tackling brain cancer head on. Buy a beanie online, organise your school, your team, your troop, your fire station, your squad, your crew, your cast or your workmates to hold a beanie for Brain Cancer Day. Buy a beanie online at Lowe's or selected IGA stores and register your Beanie Day fundraiser at markhughesfoundation.com.au. Nobody likes unpleasant surprises. If you're paying someone to help with your tax return and they aren't registered with the Commonwealth Government's Tax Practitioners Board, you may be taking unnecessary risks which could lead to a fine or having to pay back any tax refund that you receive. Remember, even if someone else completes your tax return on your behalf, you are still responsible. Get peace of mind by checking on tax agent's registration by visiting the Tax Practitioners Board at tpb.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Hi, I'm Peter Tollich. Join me every Tuesday at 4pm for the Music Director Program. Two hours of the newest music from Australia and from around the world. I play all genres of music, from Americana to Zydeco, with a heavy emphasis on Aussie music. So if you like it new like I do and want to stay up to date, lock in 4pm every Tuesday for the Music Director Program. 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Groundbreaking conversations with some of Australia's best new artists. It's been a real journey being a beautiful, fabulous, brown, gay creature like myself, not to acknowledge all my cultural heritage, those parts of myself for a very long time. No. It was not easy. My name's Clint, and these are some of our conversations. Breaking Barriers, 2 to 4 p.m., Saturday afternoons on 88.3 Southern FM. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ.
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. And don't forget, we podcast Pigeon Radio Australia every week here after the show at 12 o'clock. The podcast goes up, so if you've missed this episode and you want to listen to it or you want to listen to it again, if you missed something out in one of the interviews or one of the results or something, you want to hear it again, you can go and get our podcast. We podcast via the Podbean Network and we're all over the internet everybody's got our podcast apple spotify wherever you go we're there pigeon radio australia look us up on the, the mr and mrs google machine you're listening to your local community radio station 88.3 southern fm and on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, once again from South Australia, Adelaide, we have our Adelaide correspondent from the South Australian Humming Pigeon Association, and that's Mr. Joe Halligan. Hello, Joe, how are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio. Yeah, how you going, guys? All good? Yeah, good, mate. <laughs> well, tell Joe. us what's happening over there in uh, the great town of Adelaide. Yeah, the old town of the churches, mate. That's yes, that's the, one. the one. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, what's happening yeah, no, over we, there? Um, yeah, they had a... Big race over here from Little Topar was the Derby, South Australian Derby, uh-huh. 490Ks on the northeast line, and uh, there was 91 owners and 1,500 pigeons. Uh-huh. And the first place was uh, Warren March and Andre Werther. Oh, wow. uh, I think I keep getting that name wrong. It's one of those names that's pretty hard to pronounce. What's that? On uh, His partner, he's, it's pronounced A-N-D-R-E-W-A-R-T-H-A. What would you pronounce that as? Andre Werther? Rather? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, that was his. That, they, they, that was March and Andre Werther from Lower Murray. Yeah. They, um, they won the race doing a velocity of. Uh, He's all the way down there on the border. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right down in Lower Murray. Uh, yeah. nine, 908, 984 velocity. Gee, the slow race. Yeah, mate. Mm. Second was um, my club. One of the people in my club, uh, Peter Mundy, he got second, oh, and he was doing nine seventy five, which was a pretty good pigeon. Where yeah. Peter lives, he's not only far from where I am at the moment. Yeah. So that was a pretty good pigeon That's for over here. Yeah. Uh, third fed was Vassal Korea. He was doing nine seventy three. Fourth fed was Harrox J and C. They were doing nine seventy three. Fred Demelia was fifth. He was doing nine sixty nine. Sixth was Adelaide Racelofts. They were doing nine sixty nine. Uh, seven with Odell's, he was doing 968. Eight with Barnes and Jewett, they were doing 966. Nine, Fed was Saberton and Jeffries, they were doing 964. Chris Mav was 10th, he was doing 964. Ross Chapman was 11th, he was doing 962. 12th was Albinos N and M, they were doing 962. 13th was Harper J and C, they were doing 962. 14th was Macbeth and Butterfield. They were doing 961. Oh. Uh, 15th was Roberts K&A. 
doing nine fifty nine. Sixteenth was SP Lofts doing nine fifty eight. Seventeenth was Fakiol. He was doing nine fifty eight. Eighteenth was Cockalarkus J and N was doing nine fifty six. Nineteenth was Jacobs P. He was doing nine fifty six. Gee, some of these were doing the same velocities. And twentieth was Magro Magro and Let was doing nineteen fifty four. Oh,ninety-four,sorry。Well done，well 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 done，well
So that it was, I think he was one of Greg's yeah, mentors. He's, he's like, you know, um, they were giving us his results and that, and he was a bit behind in the first few races, but uh, yeah, he's up there in first position now. Yeah, no, he's, he's, I know, I've seen his name up there a lot. He is, yeah. he is a very good Yeah, he's a gun, gun fly, good distance fly too, that bloke. Yeah, 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 definitely. He's got, How many members they got in that federation, that club? Oh, I think they got about 20. Yeah, that's not too bad for considering. Oh, it's yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. All right, mate, we'll catch up with you again next week. No worries, buddy. Thanks for the call, boys, and uh, we'll watch you next week. And, uh, yeah, have a chat then. Take it easy, mate. See you get a different result. Put some in next week. Maybe yeah. you, you maybe maybe you get a surprise. Yeah. Oh, mate, be nice. <laughs> maybe no, you need to call. I'll, I'll maybe you need to call that. your mate Johnny Mifsad up there to give you some luck. <laughs> oh, mate, I ring him up today, mate. Oh, <laughs> tell him how you going, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Johnny, so what are you what are you doing, mate? Just playing. The birds are out there flying, mate. They're looking well. So be a They're not racing. That's what he said. He goes, they look well, they feel well, but they just won't race. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. They have to race. Well, he, might race. Want to put, he might want to have a pigeon sale. I told him to cut back on some of his birds. Uh, yeah, sell some of those uh, 2008, 2006. Well, I reckon, he's got, I reckon he'll tell you he's got hoovens too. Oh, is he? <laughs> no, he'll tell you he has. Probably some of the best hoovens. Oh, really? Okay. And then, yeah. and then after he tells you all that, what does he say? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. On that note, we bid you farewell. Take it easy, all mate. Right, you too, guys. Have a good one. Eighty-eight point three Southern FM. And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, I'd like to introduce our new Queensland Racing Pigeon Federation correspondent who'll be giving us the results. We've missed out on results for Queensland for a few weeks now because we haven't been able to organise someone steady. But we have on the line from Queensland, Mr. Kieran Malone, and he also is the distributor of these new iPigeon clocks that uh, people are picking up around the traps. Hello, Kieran. How are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, and Thanks very much for um, having me on board and, uh, yeah, more than happy to um, read out the results for the Queensland QRPF. Yep, no worries. All right, give us the results. How did you go and where did you race from? Yeah, look, today we raced from – the race was postponed yesterday on the 13th because they had a bit of uh, – the weather was coming through, not the best. So we moved the race or the, the committee moved the race to the 14th, which was today. Yep. Um, so it was Jackson, and uh, the shortest marker, Jackson's around the 355 kilometres. The shortest markers, yep. I was having a look, are 319 kilometres, and the longest is 379 kilometres. Yep. So, yeah, we raced, um, there was 1,573 birds went out. Um, it was a pretty good race, very fast race today. Uh, the weather was beautiful, just blue sky, pigeon, oh, pigeon racing weather, really. Let's all go to Queensland, Joe Angelino. That's still the place. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a beautiful day. Yesterday was a bit dirty, so they probably probably was a good decision. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the winners, I'm just having a look at the velocities, Was uh, the, the fastest velocity was 1,830 metres per minute. Mm, gee, and it's interesting trick. looking at kilometres per hour. That's 109 kilometres per hour. And the slowest in the Fed was 1,383. So everyone seemed to have a fairly fast bird today. Yeah, That's, excellent. Um, just looking at it, Hodgson Lofts were the winners, uh, 1,830 metres per minute, and Good their audience. distance was 344 kilometres. Yep. 
and going through them, um, they they are more in the, I suppose you'd say, more of the short markets, so that Ipswich area. Okay. Uh, Greg, Greg Freeze has been around for a while. He was second. Yep. And then we've got Craig uh, Rees. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, but he, he races these new uh, yeah, he's got, books. Yeah. He, he was fourth. Rees is doing. He's not a bad flyer, Rees. He's pretty consistent. No, he's a pretty good flyer, yeah. yeah. And he's in, he did well from Morven too a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can jump, like there's a few there, but jumping through, so they're most of those blokes either Ipswich area or on the south side of the river. The first ones on the north side were Mick DeBono. Um, he was 17th in the Fed, um, but it's a little bit different coming into Brisbane. We've got the diagonal ranges on the west, so that's pretty yeah. good come for the for north side bird. Yeah. And then Bobby Holloway was second on the north side. He was 22nd in the Fed, but still, you know, where he lives up up there, yeah. it's... Um, he's been racing very well. well, hasn't he, Mr Holloway? Look, he's been flying good. I think he won four or five on the trot there yeah, he did. Uh, early in the Fed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to get in touch with him, but he hasn't been answering his phone. But we were going to persevere with that. He's too busy tossing, Oh, is he? <laughs> is that what he is? <laughs> the birds? Are we talking about the birds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the birds. The birds. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look, we've had a pretty, pretty – the north side's had a pretty good run just in the start of the year, but we're starting to get a little bit more northerly influence into it. it makes it a bit harder. Our yeah. birds will come. But that was a good one from Bob where he is up there in yeah, the north good still. On good on him. Yeah. Oh, very good. So how, how's, you want to have a little chat about these, uh, the eye pigeon clocks? Just, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just look, a brief, um, next week we'll talk more about them. Yeah, they, next week um, we'll, we'll... They've got everything built in, so you don't really need to buy other other uh, modules for them. Like, you can set them up, you can put a SIM card in them and have messages sent to your mobile phone. Hey, that's uh, there's right, an app yeah. that'll ping you when your birds arrive. So it just automatically does that? You don't have to buy another unit to pair no. up to it to nope. have that? So. Nope. No, it does have a separate continuous clocking module. So if you only take the clock to the club, you can plug that in. Mm. But um, generally speaking, like, I mean, uh, where I plug mine in, one of the things that I find good when I'm tossing is to have the SIM card in the clock. Yeah. And, you know, when you're driving back, you can hear on the phone. I set it up for the first five pigeons, so I get some idea when the first ones come home. But there's an app that goes with it as well that'll tell you every pigeon. Mm. Now, I've noticed the design of these things. They sort of look like an iPhone or an iPad, don't they? Yeah, they've got a 7-inch screen, so they're fairly easy to read. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit like an iPhone. They're a 7-inch screen, and um, it's pretty much an integrated clock, so you can scan the birds. Like when you're setting the birds up in there, it's very easy to do on the screen, and you can scan the birds on the clock as well. Oh, right, so the clock actually scans the pigeons as well. Yeah, the clock's got a GPS built in, so it it can tell you exactly, or gives you an, the the rough area of where your bird has been timed as well. So mm. that goes up onto the uh, top pigeon online. Mm. If you if you're using a SIM card and you have been set up, you, all the information can be put online as well. Mm. Excellent. And what what's the cost of um, the hardware, like chip rings and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, chip rings are. It depends on the exchange rate, and I try and keep the prices as low as possible. But they're around the two dollars forty a ring, mm-hmm. the chip rings. Oh, and cool. there is a new um, uh, ICOM sort of chip that they're a bit more expensive because well, I've got to order a number of them to get them in. But they're they're smaller than the traditional Benzing ones. They don't have that head on them that people. Some people complain that they can get caught in the crates mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. But these ones just fit 
neatly into the um, into the ICOM rings. Oh, okay. They oh. are a little bit more expensive, those ones, and this year we didn't order them this year because I needed to buy, there's a minimum order of 2,000 of those, so okay. if they become popular we can get them in. Yeah. But, yeah, the ring, the ordinary clip-on rings are around the 240. Okay. No worries. That's That sounds pretty good. Anyway, um, thanks for that, uh, for that information, and we'll have a little bit of a more... Maybe we'll ask you more some more technical questions about the clock next week. Okay, that sounds good. All right, mate. Thank you very uh, so much. So this, this week was Jackson, 350 kilometres roughly. Next week we move on to Roma. Um, I think that's around the 435 kilometres, and it's a two-day basket Thursday night for Roma. Yeah. So two nights in the basket okay, from next week Okay, two nights on. in the basket, yep. No worries. All right, mate. So yeah. um, good luck for next week. How would you go, by the way? Uh, yeah, I ended up. I was second in the club. I was 40th in the Fed. Uh, I got 20, probably more important for me because I'm more of a distance flyer. Is yeah. I, like, I got 28 out of the 30 home, so I was oh, happy with that. Excellent. Yeah, good stuff. Well done, very mate. good. That's good. Good result. Yep. All right, mate. Thanks very much for that, and we'll catch up with you again next oh, week. The other, uh, the, other, the other thing is in the Bundaberg race today, the one loft race, I got first and third. Hey, oh, well, well done. done. Well done. Excellent. I'm, I'm still chuffed with that, so <laughs> Good on it's you. only a short one. but Doesn't still, matter. A win's a win. A win, you win. A yeah. win's a win. That's, That's good, mate. Yep. Good on you. Yep, no yeah. worries. Good luck for so next thanks week. Thanks very much, guys. No worries. You're welcome. Thanks. You're listening to 88.3 FM. And right now, we have to break right now for the Southern FM National Radio News. And after the news, we've got a great interview with the Western Pigeon Federation Federation winner uh, this week from Mildura, and that's Mr. Reno Kasia. So stay tuned for that, and we'll catch you here after the news for more results and a great interview with the WPF Federation winner. So stay tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia after the news. We'll catch you then. See you later. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. Welcome back to the second half of Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you here on this great community radio station, which is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Website address for Pigeon Radio Australia is pigeonmedia.com.au and the Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au and don't forget you can get us on Facebook. We've got a group on Facebook with nearly 140,000 members and it's called the Racing Pigeon Global. Go and check it out on Facebook and if you haven't joined it, join it because there's... Nearly 140,000, I think the last time I checked was 139.9 or something like that. So go and check it out, join it if you haven't, because you've got pigeon fanciers from every corner of the globe on that uh, group on Facebook. The Racing Pigeon Global, go and check out Joe Angelino's great group on Facebook, which is the Pigeon Fanciers Australia. And also we have the Pigeon Radio 
Pigeon uh, Radio or the Racing Pigeon Pigeon Radio Facebook page. So go and check them out. They're on Facebook, social media, and go and share your ideas and comments or discussions about racing pigeons, the greatest sport that I know. And now let's continue on with results from around Australia. From the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation, all the way down there in the southeast, we have our correspondent from the Greater Melbourne, that's Mr. Gary Gillard. Hello, Gary, how are you? And uh, how's it going over there at the Greater Melbourne? Good, uh, good uh, Ivan. Joe, how are you? Good, good. How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. We had, uh, look, we had two races this weekend. Um, uh, I was quite surprised how well it turned out, to be, to be honest with you. Um, the weather was uh, all over the place, but uh, we managed to get it in there. Our returns were good, and uh, yeah, I, I can't really complain. But mm. anyway, we've got out for the first race. Um, we've got Dave Crosby uh, come over from the VHA, and uh, yeah. this is his first fed for Dave. So good on you, Dave from Croydon. Then we got second, JMP Phillips. Then we got R. Churchill, Keith Flanchar. B and J Stones. Then we've got Rob Steisen from Danny Nong. Camo's hanging in there again at seventh. S and G Cameron. We've got Jay Evans from Danny Nong eighth. Arathon Kid ninth from Danny Nong. And it's uh Sazensi, I think it's pronounced uh, I and A from yeah. Springvale. Oh, good. Real well done to those fellas. Well done. So the velocities there were ranging between you know, fifteen thirty-five uh, down to fourteen seventy-nine. So um, you know, it was it was pretty good. So uh, then we had our our other race, our uh, ten bird special, yeah. and I have to say uh, congratulations to Jody Doyle up there in Packham. Uh, he got first in there. Yeah. Um, he was doing fourteen ninety-six, so that was good all the way up in Packham. Uh, then myself, Team Buckeye from Morning Miss Second, uh, F. Lee from Dandenong, Churchy once again, uh, Churchill fourth, ABC Evans, Brett Evans is up there at fifth place from Dandenong, yeah. Damien Fitzgerald at sixth, uh, J&D McCook uh, is seventh from Dandenong, uh, S. Connor is eighth at Dandenong, uh, Rodney Main and Donna Gatt, uh, the Mains are up there this week. Ninth from Danny Nong. And uh, you know, the last one is uh, is M. Lucas. Michael Lucas was 10th. So, uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's funny. It's just, you know, like packing them morning miss and the rest Danny Nongs. Yeah. So, uh, Danny Nong's dominating this week. Oh, I'm sure they're all happy with that one and the velocities mm. there. I right? bet you, I bet you a, few, a few of those blokes rolled out of those club rooms this week. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I just got to ask the question: Who shouted the bar? <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, no, it was a good weekend, and we look forward to next weekend and uh, take it from there. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll catch up with you again next week. From St Kilda to Clayton, you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. On the line once again for Pigeon Radio Australia from Geelong, we have our Geelong correspondent and that's Marcus Wharton. Hello Marcus, how are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio. Thanks guys, how are you going? Yeah, good mate. How, good, mate. how did we good. go in Geelong this weekend? Uh, it was a bit of a tough race down here with the strong 
southwesterlies and yeah. bitterly cold. But yeah, it was very cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, the birds started coming through late, so and hopefully pick up more birds tomorrow, which we should. Mm, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I'll um, I'll read out the top go five. Go for it, mate. Yeah, go for it. In fifth place, we had Stan Muick. Fourth was Steve Jockick. Uh, third was Michael Collins. Second was Brad Strong. And first, for his first win of the year, was Sandy Milne. And he's pretty wrapped about it, too. Oh, he's well, done. well done. Well done. Well done. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, excellent. Yeah, what? It was a tough race, but yep. yeah. Um, yeah. How many was, hours was your? How many hours on the wing was your winner doing? Uh, seven hours, seventeen minutes on the wing for the winner. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so that was a, a hard fly. one. Yeah, very good fly, mate. That 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 bird's ready to race six hundred miles. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Eureka Cup bird, so Ooh. I think he's getting set up for the Eureka Cup. Mate, that's very good. If it's doing that result and that sort of conditions in the Eureka Cup, it should do very well. Yeah, that's You know, it. let me tell you something. This weekend wasn't an easy easy race, for, you know. For no one. For, for no one, right? Yeah. So the weather was you, not uh, there these pigeons. pigeons, these pigeons that came through, you watch these pigeons later on. They're mm. going to excel. Yeah. So you know, it's it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for us in Geelong here, like we're flying a northwest line and we've got a strong west winds, like we're up against it down here mm. in comparison to if we we're comparing our results to the WPF. But um but yeah, but yeah, guys did really well down here. Yeah, so. well done, gents. Well done. No, good on you. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. worries. Very good. Hopefully uh next week we'll see your name on there, mate. And your dad's name. <laughs> Oh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, hopefully? I heard you got a. I heard uh, you had a pretty a good toss on the. What was it? A couple of days out of the co- yeah, well, the other day. And, uh, when he tosses them this week, I'll take run coats to the hole. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a little bit worried, but they come through. They come through. They did. I was. I was petrified. I wasn't going to get any home because that much rain come through Geelong area. Yeah, and they all. I think we were down one on the night. And it was That's uh, nothing. it was home early the next morning. Beautiful, so I was, beautiful. I was relieved when they started coming across. In the Benzing Live, I can tell you. See, now that's uh, a good trainer. Your dad's a good trainer. You see, get him to toss yeah. the birds every week. Every week for us. He wouldn't let the VPO birds go in that world. So he <laughs> let our birds go. Yeah, he's a smart cookie. He's a smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, you did. You actually talking about that? He done really well. Your dad this weekend. Uh, yeah, he's a liberator for our um, the VPO, yeah. and yeah. let me tell you, he does a, a magnificent job. You know, he always and he's updates. a nice guy too, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Always updating us. You know, always ringing me. I ring him and gives me you know so much information, even photos and everything. Oh, what do you you know? This is what it's like, and he does he, he does the. Joe Angelina, you know what I'm going to tell you? He's what? a down to earth pigeon man. Yeah, and he cares about the birds. That's the, that's the important thing. Hey, let me tell you, that's part of the reason why we've had good returns. Correct. Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, so shout out to you, my friend, Craig Warden. Yeah, so there you go. Make sure you give him a pat on the back for me, mate. Yeah. Right, Marcus? Oh, yeah, yeah. Marcus? <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, mate. Good no luck worries, for next week. Fellas. Yeah, we'll catch up with you next week, mate. Thanks. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. 
On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Mallee Combine, we have Lee McKenzie, our correspondent. Hello, Lee. How are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio. Yeah. G'day, fellas. I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, good mate. Good, good, good. Thanks. Good, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, you had a race on the weekend, and uh, what was the result there? Yeah, we had a couple of races on the weekend. Um, first race was from Burraband in New South Wales. Yep. Uh, Ray Maddox from Kerrang was first, doing 1,038. Uh-huh. Mick Williams at Mystic Park doing 1,014. David Whitty at Swan Hill doing 1,016. Danny Dale at Lake Boga doing 1,001. Cliff and Max from Kahuna doing 989. JNV Costa from Swan Hill doing 971. Myself doing 842. Danny Stacey doing 839. Uh, that was the first race. Uh. And our second race was a bit further up from One Tree. Yeah. And uh, Ray Maddox had a double win doing 797. Uh-huh. Mick Williams doing 793. Danny Dale doing 783. Cliff and Max doing 7.26, David Whitty doing 7.20, myself doing 7.14, Danny Stacey doing 7.12, and J&V Costa doing 6.97. Oh, excellent. Awesome. awesome. Very so, good. Yeah. It's good that you had a good race anyway. Very good. Yeah, it was, um, well, we had strong headwinds. They got stronger as the day went on. Um, yeah, they the west, did. So yeah. it was to get them home. Were they cold up way. there? The winds were cold, were they? Freezing. Yeah, because yeah, I know the yeah. Greater Melbourne Federation had to move from Sea Lake because of the fog. Yeah, it was fog here till about eleven, mm. um, and overcast pretty bad till. Oh, I think and they were thinking of moving to Charlton. They were thinking of moving to Charlton, but it was as bad there as well. So oh, they, had to, they had to right. go down to Witchy Proof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. Did you not race? I see it said did not fly on your results. Me? No, I didn't fly this week. I was oh. working. Hey, I was working. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, did they have your name up there with? Um, did they did not fly? <laughs> yeah, oh, it says did not fly. Yeah. Okay. First time they've done that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Where is it? Oh, under my name is it? Yeah, beside the name, you're on the yeah. um, on the um, on the point score. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. 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 So we had a yeah. I think the returns were reasonably well over the whole. Combine, so mm. um, we live to fight another week. <laughs> that's it. That's the main thing. Yep. No worries, go. Well, listen, good luck for next week, and uh, yep. we'll have a chat with you again. Yeah. No worries. All right. All right hopefully thanks, hopefully your name's on top. <laughs> I don't think so, but I hope so. <laughs> All, right. All right, mate. All right, thanks, thanks. Your voice in the community, 88.3 Southern FM. And on the line once again for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Central Highlands Pigeon Combine in Ballarat, we have Mr. Aaron McKay. Hello, Aaron. How are you? And uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. G'day, guys. Yeah, going well, thanks. And good to be back. Yeah, Big good. Bad McKay. <laughs> Big Bad <laughs> 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 oh. so, so we had our uh, second race today from Redcliffs. Yeah. So yeah. with Melbourne being at Mildura, we let them clear the path for us. Oh, and did we you? went an hour after them at 10 o'clock. Well, thanks for so, that. <laughs> yeah, no worries, guys. <laughs> we let the, the big feet go first. And um, Brian Meany had an absolute bolster today. Oh, good on well him. Well done. Yeah, good on him. Say hello to Brian for me. He's a nice guy. Congratulations. 
Yeah, he had a bolter, and then uh, the partnership of Andrew Jordovic and Brett Eden was second combine. Oh, there you go. All these old names popping up again, isn't it? Good. Yeah, and then another old one for third place, Barry Marshall again. Oh. Oh, uh, you know all these guys over yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I used That's to race good. with them. They were yeah, nice guys. All face, the old guys, they're on fire. Absolutely yeah, good on, on fire at the moment. Good on them. I used to toss with those blokes too. It was good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All the old guys are all flying really well. So that was the first three positions today, boys. So they've cleaned up. Very good. Very good. Well done, Jess. Yes. Yeah. Well done. So that was uh, today's race done and dusted. And how did you go? Yeah, I finished fourth combine. I was just one out of the three. Oh. Yeah, fourth combine, so I'll, I was happy with that. Oh, good on you. Yeah, wasn't Excellent. far off. Well, next week you'll be first. Uh, touch wood. We'll see how we go. I'll be trying. Touch wood. I'll be trying. Exactly. Good to get down the way. A bit of showers around today, so it was a tough day for the birds, but they come through really good, mate. What was the yeah, weather like in Ballarat? Set up for was, later. The, the winds were strong and cold in Ballarat? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we had probably 30 kilometres southwest till his yep. Mm. And showers every 10, 15 minutes. It'd just pour. Then it would stop. Then it would pull. Then it would stop. Oh, jeez. Typical, so, yeah. typical Ballarat weather, they say. Sure was, mate. It was freezing. <laughs> Any bird that comes through weather like this is going to be a good bird later on. True? Oh, 100%, mate. Yeah, they'll yeah. be damn good pigeons later oh, on, yeah. these birds. For, for sure. sure. Mm, for sure. For uh, sure. Too good. All right, mate. Uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Yeah, we'll do, fellas. Look forward to chat next week. You're listening to 88.3 in and let me read the top ten for the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union this week. Uh, unfortunately, Mrs Pauline Pace is still busy with her grandchildren. Her son's doing night shift and she's got to look after the grandkids, so she's not available and uh, to do the uh, announcements for the results. So I'm going to take over for a few weeks and do the results for the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union. And here's the top ten for the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union race from Mildura, their first Mildura race. In first place, we have Wayne Williams and D. David Hunter and Sons. And they were doing a grand velocity at the VRPU of 13.91. So that's a great result for Wayne Williams and David Hunter and Sons. In second place, we have Robbie Taylor. Third place, A&M Chucho. In fourth place, John Flores. In fifth place, SNC Sini and Desira. In sixth place, VT Dobson. In seventh place, Steve McAuliffe. Eighth place, PNP Pace. Ninth place, Yurik Gregorzarek. And in tenth place, Mark Kavanagh. So, congratulations to all those people. Now, for the Sydney result, we're going to catch up with David Gordon next week as the, it was a pretty hard race and he's going to have a special guest with him, Mr. Jimmy Vescos, who's been uh, on the program before. He actually won the uh, Central Cumberland Fed this week. So he'll be a guest next week with David Gordon here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Online all the time southernfm.com.au Let me read the results for the top 10 for the Western Pigeon Federation for the Hunter Stock Feeds race from Mildura, the Mildura number one. In first place we have Keisha Lofts and we'll hear more about that in a minute. In second place A&J Saggers. In third place Jay Goodwin. In fourth place M Bennett. In fifth place Saggers Brothers. In sixth place M&N Chancho. In seventh place P Germain. Eighth place Arthur Latowski, 9th place Manila Loft, 10th place P and J Frost.
And on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the winner of the Western Pigeon Federation race from Mildura, the Mildura number one this week. And that's Mr. Reno Keisha, Keisha Lofts, Yarraville. He was doing a grand velocity of 12.54 from Mildura. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Reno Keisha to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, Reno. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm uh, over the moon tell you the truth. Very but, good. Um, that's, that's excellent. I just cannot mate. believe it happened, you know? Well, congratulations, mate. Hey, mate, and congratulations. Thank you very much. So let's start off with... Um Let's start off with, how, how did you get into pigeon racing, for starters? Oh, mate, a uh, long time ago. Uh, oh, geez, I was only probably about eight years old. I was still, we're still in Malta, and um, I always liked the pigeons. My dad used to have the uh, tumblers, and I, I always liked the racing pigeons. And uh, my father was in the army, and they had to go to Tripoli or to, or to Africa or somewhere like that. I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. Yeah. And... Uh, he was my idol wherever he goes. I was you know, holding his hand wherever it is, and um, and I, I didn't want him to go. And I started crying and crying. He said, "Have a look. When I come back, uh, if you be good and you take care of your mum, I'll buy you two pairs of pigeons." And when he did come back, he kept his promise and bought me two pairs of pigeons. And that's how I started with raising pigeons. And then we came to Australia. We, my parents, my dad used to go and catch finches. I used to go with him. I used to sell them at the Victoria Market 20 cents each. And with the money that I used to get, I used to buy the pigeons from the market. And that's how I actually started. And Beautiful. then went to South Australia with my parents, uh, to a family there that uh, the guy had racing pigeons and I was interested to go and listen to all the um, I was looking at his pigeons all the time and he said, he came out and he said, oh, you like the pigeons? I said, yeah. And he said, oh, send me 20 rings and I'll breed you 20 youngsters. Nice. And that's where I started and those pigeons were some of the best pigeons I reckon there, there was around. And then just jealousy came through the killer club um, and I had enough of it. They always said, oh, you're winning out of turn, you don't take care of your pigeons, the way you treat your pigeons, and you still win the hardest races. So I got rid of everything. What breed, what bloodline was those uh, pigeons? That was a Jurian cross, a Jurian, right, basically Jurian, and um, and then I had, I brought the words, the original word that came to Australia, the first word that came to Australia. Yes. I was lucky to get the hands on it. Uh, the bird used to be called the egg, the imported egg. Okay. Uh, and that's really lifted my family up, and that's what really gave them that extra speed and uh, winning the hard races, you know, um, that a lot of people didn't get pigeons home. But anyway, that was in the past, and um, I cracked and um, I gave uh, gave my pigeons most of them away to uh, friends of mine and pulled the lofts down, pulled everything down. I said, that's it, had enough of everything. I gave my electric, my clock, uh, those days we called it the SDB, the electric clock, the one with the battery. I gave that to Frank Jessup. Yeah. yeah. And I gave him away for about 10 years and then I retired. I hurt my back, I retired and uh, just, you know, I got started getting bored and my missus said, why don't you get the pigeons back? But oh, that's good. I didn't have the real room to put the loft, and uh, there was a little corner behind this entertainment area that I built in the garage. It's not much of a loft. So I built the loft there, and um, that's where I'm racing now. That's probably the story. And now I got um, most of my pigeons out of from Steve Gazzola's loft. Yes. Um, and that's the ones I do, I've been doing very well with. Um, they're very good pigeons. They're very, very good pigeons. Uh, those pigeons are, you know, I think they're 
who's got some of the best hoopers around, I think. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, uh, what I started with. I bought, uh, I think it was six pairs, five or six pairs of stockbirds of him. Yeah. And then for three years in a row, I bought race teams of 30 of him. And um, that's how I started. I started back and the birds that I... Uh, that I done well well with uh, in that season that I started with, I put them in stock. And that's that's what mostly I got. Beautiful. Um, I got um, my head pigeons coming from Neil Macker. Yeah, yeah, but that's mostly what I got uh, from Neil Macker, and um, that I got only a few pairs from him, uh, and um, but mostly are from uh, Steve's. Steve's is the ones they do. They the best pigeons. They're the best pigeons. So how many pairs do you have? How many pairs do you keep? Stock. At the present moment, I've got too many. Stock. I've got about, uh, I don't know, 25, 28 pairs. Yeah. But I've got to get rid of some because um, my loft doesn't take that many birds. Um, 120 pigeons is plenty for me. For my loft that I got, I don't, uh, uh, don't need more than that. Yeah, but I think 120, 130 pigeons is heaps and to have, you know, 28, 30 pairs of pigeons, that's too many pigeons, you know, to, to have at home, you know. That's right. Now, listen, you've, you, like I said, congratulations on winning the Fed. Let's talk about Thank this you. bird that you uh, clocked. And um, you were saying off air that you, you had a little bit of bad luck this year. And you want to tell us a little bit about that? You know, like. Uh, um, look, I had nothing but trouble with the gossies in, yes. in my place. Um, had one in my loft that I never had in my loft before. When I had the fly in, I used to get them in the fly in, but not where the race birds are. And since then, I've just been getting carved with, with them. They're mm-hmm. eating bloody, uh, without knowing how my place situated, it's very hard to explain it to you, but i got a, like the birds lens on the garage and then they jump, I've got like a chute and they go into the chute to go yeah. inside the loft, okay. right? Because like I said to you, I built a loft behind the garage and the, um, the entertainment area in a little corner. And because he's on top of the garage, the pigeons can see the because he's eating their mate oh, on top of the no, garage roof. Um, it's not very good. And terrible. having because in your loft and eating uh, five pigeons inside your loft, you know, it just doesn't. And pigeons come home and they don't want to land. That's yeah. the problem I've been having. Jeez. But anyway, that's, that's pigeon racing. The clock tells the story, doesn't it? Mm. And that's why I'm very, very surprised that I won the Fed today because losing time and winning a Fed, mate, I've been racing a long time, and you don't get many times that that happened to you, you know? How much um, time do you reckon you lost with that bird today? Have a look. Uh, my mate, Dennis Sweeney, was here. He's seen the birds. He reckons 10 minutes. I don't think it was 10 minutes. I think it was more than eight minutes. But I had four together, right? Uh, two yeah. dropped in when I clocked. Um, the other one I clocked, clocked it, I think, four minutes later. That should have, that I think, would have got 12th or 13th fed still with it. Oh. And the other one, it didn't come in until about, oh, I would say 10 minutes after that, oh. right? Oh. Um, and uh, like last week, um, Paul Hardwick was here. He saw the pigeons coming. They go and land, they go to land on the garage. They meet her of the garage and they take off. What do you do? You can't do nothing. No, you, no, know? you can't. That's, but, yeah. And that's why I'm sort of over the moon that. I won the Fed because I didn't think I was going to win it. And if it didn't, when I saw the results, I couldn't believe that I was, I was winning it, you know, <laughs> by, by, three, by three meters. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you, part, part-time is what? Uh, sorry? Four seconds. Yeah, four seconds. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, uh, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, surprised, yeah. you know, that, uh, that 
But anyway, but you were uh, you were against stiff competition there with Johnny Saggers, eh? You and Johnny Saggers, sort of same sort of velocity, yeah. But you just you just pipped him. Yeah, uh, have a look, Johnny. Johnny's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, he's, he's, a good he's a good flyer. Yep. He's a good flyer, and uh, have, you know, uh, he's been flying very, very well. And to beat him is, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to beat him, but you know, <laughs> I mean, he's your friend, sort of. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Yeah. How do you um? How do you feed your race team? Do you feed it, and what do you feed them? Have a look. I feed different than a lot of the flyers. Um, I see. I start. I so look. I was a professional boxer when I was younger, right? And I believe that pigeons are the same as as human beings. They're red blooded. Okay. Yeah. Now I look at it this way: if you have an athlete, if you have a look at a runner, a sprinter, what does he have? He have a lot of proteins, doesn't he? Yeah. The protein is what makes the muscle and distance uh, uh, sprints. You need muscle, okay? You got a middle distance flyer, uh, a pigeon. What do you do? You feed them a mixture between carbohydrates and protein, okay? The same thing as a middle distance runner. A marathon runner, what does he eat before uh, his race? He eat a big bar, a bowl of pasta, right? Like a boxer, uh, he's doing 12 rounds. What does he eat? He's a bloody big bowl of pasta before he has things. So he burns the fat before he starts using the muscle, yeah, right? Gotcha. And I believe that is what you should feed to the pigeons. So early in the year, I feed a lot of peace, right? Yeah. And then when the start distance starts coming in, the more distance you come in, you're more given more carbohydrates, okay. right? I don't know if it makes sense to people, right? Uh, but that is the way I feed my birds, okay? And okay. a lot of people believe in, the, you know, in the sprint, in this and that, but then if you have a look at the, the sprint mix, what's got in it, okay? How, how much how much carbohydrate has got in it and how much protein has got in it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it just you, what you got to – what I did through times, yeah, I, I studied – Athletes, right? Okay. What they do, what they eat, what they, uh, what their uh, training is like, and I. Uh, this was before I gave the pigeons away, and um, I learned through time. Um, even the pigeon, the construction of the pigeon, the way it should be, how it should be, and I tried to put that into the way that the. the uh, a sprinter, the, the way it's built. So you try to get that uh, that sort of more middle distance pigeon that can be more versatile. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and that's that is what I what I actually did in my time. You know, and um, but now of course I got different pigeons than what I used to have before. So I'm trying to bring that back into it. And the euros are completely different than the old Australian pigeon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little bit sort of a little bit harder for me to work out what's what. So on a on a Friday when it comes to feeding, what would you give your birds, and when what time would you feed your birds? I uh, if it's Friday basketing, right? Yeah. Like it's for yeah, yeah. a let's short say, distance. Let, yeah, right? let's say yeah. I just give him a, a more sprint, more uh, sorry, more sprint, uh, more peace. Yep. I give him uh, mostly peace, um, and then. Um, after they finish all the piece, I get some like purative, right? Very similar to the purative, right? Yes. I mix my own, okay. and I give him that. I give him that, right? Um, it's just like a dessert. Yeah, 
Okay, but I give them that in the morning. I don't give it to them at night. I don't feed them at night when we're racing, uh, uh, just say, Friday to Saturday. All right, okay. Okay, I feed them in the morning, but I don't feed them at night. In the in the water uh, on the Friday, I don't give them anything, just the clear, fresh water. Okay. What about, right. uh, well, my next question was going to be with for medication as well. Do, do you use yes. much medication? No. That's one thing I'm against. I'm against complete medication completely, yep. right? I I look at it this way, and I think yeah. I told this to Ivan before, and yes. I think Ivan can answer this question. When my birds are sick, yeah. I will treat them. I will treat them, no doubt about it. Like I, I, if I take the birds to get them checked and they tell me they got this, they got this, I treat them to get them right. Yeah. When my pigeons are right, I don't give them anything. When the birds come from the race, yeah. Right, the only thing I give the birds in the water, right, is the Milton Milton baby interseptic, the one they they in, they disinfect yep. the baby bottles. Yep. Okay, I give them that because what that does is kill bacteria. Yes. That is the, now all viruses carry bacteria. Yes. If you can kill the bacteria, right, when the birds come from the home to home. First, they, first thing you have a drink is the, the thing to kill the bacteria. So if they bring something home, they'd be bacteria-free and it doesn't get passed to the other birds in your loft. Oh, right. Yeah. That is what I give the birds. I give the birds when they come home, like if, it's a, uh, if the birds come Saturday and Sunday um, or Sunday and Monday, whenever it is, um, I'll give them that in the water when the birds come from the race. Then I take it away. And I give them, uh, it depends, uh, maybe a pro-back, uh, not pro-back, two-pack, you know, the two-pack, right? Um, and then I'll give them, um, uh, right? Yep. Um, the, the day after, I'll give, give them to them for two days, and that's it. That's all I give them. Okay. Um, I believe in greens. You give them greens to the pigeons. Yes. Right? I give them... Uh, uh, Lettuce or silverbait, I think that's very important because I think a lot of flyers are given greens and greens are good for your digestive system. And if you get your birds digested properly, the birds will be more healthier. But that's what I think. That's I'm not saying and to anybody else to do it. I think you need to give birds uh, greens because I think if you don't give them greens, the birds are not digesting, Right. Like I was talking to a flyer today, I don't mention no name, and he said when the birds come home from the home to home, they give him he'll give him Epsom salt. Okay. I said, You're crazy? <laughs> yeah. I said that stuff up the liver. Yeah. I said I said you might give him Epsom salt at first um, before racing, if you say a week or two weeks before racing to clean them up and make it once to the, the bed, the 300, 360, if you need to be cleaned up. I said, but that's all you would give him a year. I said, you won't touch him anymore. And he does, said, it every, he does it every week after the race. After the race. Ooh, wow, okay. And so people do things differently. Uh, you don't have to mention his name, but does he, is he, does he do well? Does he uh, do well? Sometimes he do well, sometimes he, he doesn't. You know, he's up and down. Okay, okay. Okay. Right, yeah. but have a look. Everybody does his own thing. That's like right. I said to That's him, right. I said myself. I have a look to me. If I say something, I say it the way it is. Right, I've been flying pigeons for a long time, and I like to, you know, uh, to improve pigeons, not make them worse. I like to see people getting better returns, not uh, losing so many pigeons. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean? Hundred uh, percent. And when you try to tell them something, sometimes people say, "What do you know?" 
Yeah. I don't know nothing. What I don't you know. You never know anything. What I don't know. Today you know something, tomorrow you don't know it. That's you know? correct. What I don't know is, is the, the breed of the pigeon that you clocked. It's a it's uh, yeah, Huben. The bloodline. It's a Huben. Oh, straight Huben. Straight Huben, Huben, Huben it? It's a Huben uh, of Steve. Oh, okay. Steve Gazzola. Sorry. Okay, yeah, Gazzola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that all? Yeah, is that is that all you got? Just Hubens? I know you told me you had uh, you got a mixed. I got a I got a, a two pairs of the Hermans. Yes. Oh, okay. I yes. A, I got a couple of Vanderbilt Vanderbilt or whatever it's called. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, whatever it is. Anyway. All you got to say is Reno the fashionable pigeons. Fashionable. Sorry. The fashionable pigeons. Uh, have a look. The Huben's been here for a long time. Yeah, Huben's right? a good eye, are you? And I still reckon, honestly, I still reckon they're the best pigeons around. They're still yeah, doing well, the job. They do the job. They, have a look. Uh, Paulus caught the the, Herb, uh, the Huben's, right, last week, uh-huh. um, as far as I know. That's what I got told. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and they're the same sort of bloodline that I got. Uh, there you go. There you go. Right. Oh, so, um, and I, they, I, when I was talking to Steve uh, this week, he told me that he bred three Fed winners right this year already. Jeez. Right. Nice. So, um, so that that doesn't mean it's for or from Victoria. It could be from he sells them everywhere over you know over Australia. Yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, he does. You know, he does very very well. You That's know. Awesome. Um, and he imports a lot of pigeons in. He, yes, he goes to the best lofts to get the best pigeons, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's why he's got a good start. Exactly. You know. Now, yeah. do you? Um, we we talked about your feeding. What about your training? Oh, mate! Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> I um, I've been suffering a lot with arthritis this year. I don't. I'll be honest with you. The pigeons done it on their own this year. Um, usually, I train them completely different than I'm doing this year. Um, but this year I get up, I usually get up at daybreak. I'm up at daybreak, but I don't go out till after 8 o'clock, right? But uh, usually at daybreak my birds are flying. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and even when I toss, I get up two hours before dark, catch the pigeons in the dark, and let them out at daybreak, toss them at daybreak, right? Okay, yeah. I don't do that anymore because the cold weather affects me, and if I do that by twelve o'clock, I can't even walk. Oh, geez, right? that's no good. So I don't do that. I let the pigeons out at about eight o'clock now. Um, I go inside, and sometimes I wash them through the window. Uh, when they go in, they go in. When they go out, they don't go out. Right? Uh, whatever, whatever they do, you know. I put the food in there, and they go into the food, and that's all I do. Now at night, I do the same thing. I fly them twice a day. I go there instead of letting him out at uh, half past four. I let him out at three o'clock. Okay, right. Um, because about three o'clock, the chill's still not out yet. Uh, so I let him out about three o'clock. They fly to whatever they want. They go in. They go in by themselves. They sleep outside. They sleep outside. That's it. So the birds are really training themselves. Okay. Um, when I toss, um, I used to toss long before. I don't toss now long anymore. The furthest I've been to Torquay once, right? But most of the time, I toss him at Point Wilson and Sunday Creek. Okay. I go, I go against the wind. If you go, if it's northerly wind, I go to Point Wilson. If it's south wind, I go to Sunday Creek. That's that's the training I do. And that's good. This year, I've only been tossing him once a week. 
Very good. And that's why you're doing good with the Hoobans, because that's exactly how Mr. Hooban used to train them. 35-minute uh, toss, 40-minute toss, that's it. Huben was a headwind man. He, he was always looking for the headwinds to toss him into. Yeah. Always. But, yeah, but believe it or not, when I had the old family, right, their first toss used to be at Queenscliff, and the last toss used to be at Queenscliff. That's the only place I used to go. Mm. I never tossed anywhere else. I never tossed anywhere else. And I've got a lot of witnesses to it. I've got John Berto, he used to tell you that. Uh, Frank Jessup used to tell you that. Uh, Lou Italiano, he could tell you that, right? Now, I used to pick up their pigeons and I used to take them there. And I used to let them go, right, at daybreak. As soon as the day you see a bit of light, that's when I used to let them go. And we used to toss them twice a week, Saturday, uh, Saturday and Tuesday, every week, without no miss, right? And we used to do all right. We used to wear fat every week, every year, at least. That's right. Beautiful. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's the only place they ever went. And never went on track. They never went anywhere. That's where they went. Okay. Now, on race day, do you let your birds yes. out for a fly or do you leave them inside? Like in the morning? Uh, do you let them out in the morning? For uh, a have a look. On, on, if you basket on Thursday, right, like uh, if you basket just say, uh, uh, you don't basket just overnight sort of thing, right? If it's uh, if you basket just say, uh, like this week, we basket on, on Friday for a Sunday race, I will fly him in the morning. Okay, yep. Okay? If it's uh, a one, if you go just say a Friday to Saturday, I don't let them out in the morning. Okay. Do you do you use other natural products like uh, garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar? Do you use those sort of things? Yes. Uh, before season, I give them Epsom salt, uh, Epsom, uh, not uh, Epsom salt of vinegar with garlic. It's you can buy it for horses, right? I think it's uh, a five liter, right? Yes. And I give them that before the season, right? But through the season, I don't give them any of that. Okay. Now I know I know this winning this 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 is a memorable moment for you, right? But um, have you had any other like? What was your memorable moment in pigeon racing? Uh, I mean, you've been racing for many uh, years. Probably be, have a look. The, the last Fed we won before we gave the pigeons away. Probably mm-hmm. that's the uh, ultimate one that I remember. Uh, my son wanted to fly juniors. Yes. And Mark Tung, I think, said, no, you can't race your dad's pigeons. You, it's not fair for the juniors, right? Because they, it's hard to beat your dad with the seniors. Just imagine to beat the – and I said, don't worry about it, John. I said, you race, you, you, uh, you, you race them underneath the R&J Casha and uh, we and just sorry. race them like that and you think, right? But I had to let him do whatever he wants, right? And it was around about – the fourth race, fifth race, and he said, Dad, can you please help me? Um, I don't know what I'm doing with the pigeon side thing, and I went inside the loft and I said, have a look. The first thing we've got to do, we've got to clean the complete loft, disinfect the loft, and we have to start, and I'll give you a program, and you stick to this program. So anyway, he done that. Of course, I knew the bloodline. I knew the pigeons, right? I could just all look at them and say, this the pigeon's going to go. So that was all right. Anyway, the, the uh, 240s came along and, you know, the pigeons started settling down. Yeah. Uh, the, the 300 came along, the Peter O'Sullivan, we went in there and I said, uh, he said, Dad, can we pick 20? I said, no, we don't need 20. I said, put 10 birds in and that should be enough. 
no, no, Dad, I want to put more. I want to have more chance. You know, it's a special race. So I said, okay, all right. So I picked up 15, and there was this checkerboard hand, and I looked at it, and I said, my God, geez, she handled absolutely like never, never before. Just, just, she just looked like I'm ready to win for you, right? Beautiful. And I said to John, I said, John, can put the others away. This division, you're going to clock. So that was all right. Anyway, we, uh, the bird was thing, and uh, we were cleaning the loft, and this, this pigeon came in very early. They were doing 2,200 meters per minute, and we had the bags on top of, of the le- where the flying in. So anyway, we took it off. I swear to God, we lost 20 minutes with this hen, right? And you can, I swear on my father's grave on this, right? Yeah. We ended up fourth, fourth in the in, in the Peter O'Sullivan with her. Two weeks later, same thing again. Went to the loft, he asked me to pick him. Yeah. And I said, John, I said, just send that right hand. I said, if it's hard, I said, we'll win the Fed. I said, we'll win it and win it easy. Oh, no, Dad, no, no, no. He wanted to put 15 birds in. She won the Fed by an hour and a half. We're doing 960 meters or something, all right? The produce, right? And the second to me was 700 and something meters per minute. Wow. That's how far she was. She was a magic hen. What was the distance of that race? Peter Solomon was at 300 miles. Okay. And uh, the, the produce was at 360 miles. Okay. But... She was, and this hen, you believe it or not, she was bred in the race loft. Okay. The Fentels brought this hen up. There was a pair of eggs on the floor. I know the mother, she was a checker bite. I don't know who their father was, okay. right? I pushed the eggs to one side and the bloody Fentels sat on them. I want to hatch from this pair of eggs, right? I know the yeah, father, I know the mother, but I don't know the father, believe it or not, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah, so you worked it out. That's and this hen, right? She produced right twelve pigeons in her lifetime before I gave them. We gave them away, right? Yeah. And it, eleven of them got in the fed. One pigeon okay. didn't get in the fed, and it had a broken wing, right? And bred the fed winner. That pigeon. Okay. So you can't get rid of better pigeons. What bloodline was that? The what? best memory pigeon I ever had. You what, know? what bloodline was that bird? That was the same thing. What I'm saying to you, that was the Julian Taylor cross with had and had the, the words in it. Oh yeah, because no, that's what I had in the end. That's what I had. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where do you see pigeon racing in ten years? I think pigeon racing, as we know it, just won't be here. In ten years' time, I think there will be one loft races, right? Uh, I think that's where it will go. I think pigeon racing is going to be too expensive. Yeah. And a lot of old fellows like uh, like myself will probably in 10 years' time will be too old to raise pigeons. And how many young people are there, like in their 40s? There's not that many players there is anymore. And by 10 years' time, I might be living, still living. Of course you will. I What's the matter with you? I, won't be, you I wouldn't have the health to raise pigeons probably. So, but I would have health to have half a dozen pairs of pigeons, and I would put them in a race, in, in my loft race. And I think this is where I see it going. I think fuel is getting too expensive to race. Uh, pigeon racing is going to be too expensive to race, right? And a lot of the people won't be able to afford big lofts anymore. Like a lot of people that I talk to, they have 300 pigeons. How can you afford 300 pigeons? Yeah, but that's the problem. They breed right? too many. That's the problem. 
That's what I'm saying. And they can't and they can't maintain them, can't maintain them and and can't trace them. They can't trace 300 pigeons because you only can put 40 pigeons each week. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, Like I said, I might I might breed 150 pigeons, but before I race, I'll only have about 110, 120 pigeons. Because that's what how my loft hole can hold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, um, and that's where I think pigeon racing was going to go. I think it's, uh, so look, in 10 years' time, uh, I don't know, you'll probably be in the 60s, 60-odd, right? Yeah. Um, You know, how many years have you got left in you? But if you have just, say, half a dozen pairs of pigeons and – you say, okay, I breed just, say, 10 pigeons and I put them in one loft race. It's giving you an interest, right? And it's not, in the end, it's not going to cost you the money that it's costing you. And like myself, in 10 years' time, I can't see myself racing in 10 years' time. What about your son? No, nah, my you... son is too, too much in the business now. I, him, I'm not saying he won't take it on, but I doubt it, right? Okay. Okay. You know, and that's what I mean. It's just, um, just the way it is, you know? But I think a lot of flyers, you'll find out that they are slowly, slowly getting older, right? They're passing away or their help won't give them, you know? You know, like if I have another year like I am this year, uh, am I going to keep on racing pigeons? Like I haven't even cleaned my loft. I cleaned my loft once this year, in the beginning of the year. That's it. I haven't cleaned my loft. Okay. The only time I go in my loft sometimes, I just go there with the little shovel, right, on my knees and pick up the bit, yeah. right? The big mountains, I call them the big mountains, I yes, put them in yeah. there, right? Okay. But I've got shogrit on the floor, right? So it's easy for me to do that, right? Um, but the, the the droppings on the rest of the floor, I don't get rid of it. It's like there. It's like deep litter. Yeah, okay. Because yep. my helper doesn't give me to go there and do it. So I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a couple of people that fly like that. You know, um, I think it's just as good as any loft, really. I think personally, self, it's actually, I think sometimes deep litter is better racing pigeons than, I'm talking about proper deep litter, not like what I got, right? Yeah. But proper deep litter probably is better racing pigeons than cleaning your loft every day. And I'll tell you the reason why. When you got pigeons, right, and you got them right, you got them 100% right, how long can you keep your condition on your pigeons? Can you answer that for me? How long can what can you keep condition on the pigeon? On the pigeons, yes, racing conditions. I mean, top, oh, you mean form conditions, form. Yeah. How long? How long do you reckon you can keep it? How long can you keep the form on the bird? Oh, yeah, probably. on the form. Yeah. Oh, no, eight weeks maybe. If you're very lucky, yeah, four to eight if weeks. You're very, you'll be lucky, maybe maybe three weeks yeah. or four weeks, yeah. right? But with deep litter, what it does, right? What does manure does? It throws heat. The manure throws heat. It's hot. Yes. Right? Yes. And if your loft is hot, right, it keeps your condition of your pigeons longer. Okay. There, there's a, there's a, I read an article about 30 years ago, a flyer in Belgium, a very, very good long distance flyer in Belgium. Yeah. He won everything, everything, right? You name it, he won it. Right, yeah. and with the money he made, he said, "I'm going to build an, a loft, state-of-the-art loft, brick loft, conveyor belt. Every half an hour, cleans the loft. I mean, everything was perfect, right? Yeah. And right, he started racing in debt, and he died. 
He couldn't no do good. it. He couldn't win anything. Jeez. Oh. He couldn't win. He couldn't work out why he's happening. This happening to him, right? Yeah. Then he said, "Ah, oh, f- I'll go back to the old loft." He went back to the old loft. Yep. And he started winning again. You know the reason why? His old loft went, was top of cow stables. The heat of the manure of the cows was keeping the hot air rise and keeping the loft warm. Oh, right. Right? Yeah, yeah. And see, people don't realize that. Right? When you clean the loft every day, you're scraping it. What is it? You're wetness under the depigions, underneath the the dropping. It's wetness, dampness. Damp, yeah. Dampness dampness being coli. But if you deep litter, it dries up very quickly. But in saying that, you've got to pick one or the other. You can't have, you can't That's right. chop and that change. Right. You've got to have either deep litter or clean loft, one or the other. That's right. That's right. And what I did to compensate that, I put shellgrit on the floor, okay? A very, very fine, very, very shell, fine shellgrit, right? So when the droppings fall on it, because the air goes from underneath, it dries the droppings straight away. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's logical. Right? Yeah. So then every month or so, I go in the loft and I just pick up the tip, the, the big mountains, I call them, and put them in the bag and that's it. Take three or four bags out and, and, and chuck them in the rubbish bin or the neighbours take them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But what about when you walk in, in like, because you've got to remember, you know, uh, dust can breathe. Yes. It's not healthy for us, you know what I mean? You get pigeon like yes. that. So yes. when you've got birds flapping around, you've got dust everywhere. That can't be yes. good for you. Do you wear a mask when you go in there? No, no, I don't have to wear a mask. Because what I did this year, uh, I actually changed the loft this year. Uh, the reason why, because I did have dust inside the loft, because what actually was happening, um, I didn't want to see the birds looking out, right? Yeah. So I got this prospect and I closed the prospect with the, the front of it, and I let all of the air come in for the shoot of the birds where they come in, yes. right? And the loft started getting dusty. And a friend of mine that was here last week, yeah. uh, we were talking, he said, geez, but every time I come in your loft, I can't bloody breathe. Okay. So I said this year before we started training the birds, um, I said, oh, I'm going to take that prospect off and change it, try to get some air clean air, so I built, made them some timber, from timber, I made louvers, right, in front of the loft, and so I'm getting a lot of air inside the loft, right, so the dust will actually goes out, and um, so you do, I don't get that dust anymore in the loft. Oh, okay. Because the air outside, it becomes like a suction, and it yeah. sucks the air out. Okay. So you've got to sort of manage your loft, you know what I mean? You've got to work out what's good and what's bad, you know? And then if you have a friend coming over and say, oh, geez, your loft is dusty, you might notice it. You don't notice it because you go in that loft all the time. But when you hear somebody else telling you that, right, you say, then you take notice of it and you say, oh, it is dusty, right? Yeah, and that's you've right, got to yeah. do, And you've got to change it to, to it, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Well, look, Rena, it's been great talking to you. We've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to shoot off. We want to say congratulations, and let's hope you win another Fed this year. Oh, mate, I'll be have a look. I'm happy just with one. <laughs> yeah. hey, you never, never know, mate. But if I do, you never know. Bonus, you might be, you might you be back much. into it next week, mate. Sorry? You might be into it next week again. Exactly. You never know. Uh, have a look. We'll, we'll try to win the produce again, right? Like, uh-huh. um, I think I won five. I think I would like to win the sixth one. That oh. would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. 
Well, sorry, that would be awesome, mate. I hope you can. Oh, mate, that, uh, that, that's one race I would want to win before I retire. Right, I come from pigeons. I would like to win another one. Yes, um, but uh, that will be that will be it for me. If afterward, after I win that one, I'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan, right, we'll guys, thank you very much. No worries, no worries mate. You thank take you. care. And we've come to an end of another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia. That makes about 390 episodes, Joe Angelino. Unbelievable. 390 already. How good's that, Tony? Nine years. That is unbelievable. Well done, Ivan. Good job. Yeah, well. Good job, mate. mate. Anyway. What I want to say is... Yes, what do you uh, want to say? Just want to give our sponsors a shout-out. Oh, good idea. Yeah. I want to say uh, g'day to Sam and Rosanna from Thomastown Produce and... Uh, and Pet Supplies, they've been uh, sponsoring the show Apex for... Apex Court Thomas down, yeah, number that, 21, isn't that's it? That's where yes. they are, yes. Yeah. Mate, go see those guys. They've got absolutely everything. Yeah. No, everything. Nice, bro. Nice mix. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. what, what we're using. I'm Whatever using. Whatever you need yeah. for your pigeons, you can find it there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They've got everything. So, big shout out to you guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, and also our... Um, Applied Nutrition, Tummy Right, yeah, Dr. Dr. Michael, Michael Evans. Evans. Nice guy too. Yes, thank you very, very much. Very nice guy. Shout out You've to you. You've started using that Tummy Right, haven't you? I have, I like it. You like it? I actually it? like it, yeah. I'll, I told you, that's my, I'm on my third batch now. Yeah, good, see? Which is good, which is good. Excellent. And a big shout out to Peter from Tarmead Produce and Farming Supplies. G'day, yeah, mate. another good bloke. Yeah, mm. another good bloke. And um, we've got Gary Gillard. Shout Who out to Gary Gillard. Who also is our... Greater Melbourne correspondent. Yes, he is. Mr. Gillard, and yeah, he's got a good setup there too. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners, and goodbye to everybody around the way. Yes, and it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from you, Joe Angelina. Goodbye, Tony. Yeah. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, the listeners, and um, goodbye hey. to everybody Good around the around world. Around the world. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's cheerio, um, ladies and gentlemen. So, stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon.